0: Welcome back, coaches, to the uh, CCB Students podcast. It is your host, one of your hosts, Eric, and I am no longer flying solo. We have recovered and found the missing Medlin, Jared, welcome back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny that there were certain health reasons why I wasn't at the last (laughs) three (laughs) podcast recordings. (laughs) But hey, I'm here. You didn't die. Yeah. Glad you're here. I didn't die. Thanks for... Thanks for carrying the torch for us. And those last three episodes, coaches, if you didn't get a chance to zoom in on, you know, seventh and eighth graders, freshmen, sophomore, and then juniors and seniors, I thought, you know, our guest speakers, different student pastors just did a great job, so.
0: They were awesome.
1: Yeah, great great content to start off the new year. And, and thanks for tuning in today. And we have a guest here with us sitting in the studio is Matt Palmer. Matt has been a coach in our high school ministry at Peoria for a little over three years. And he is currently on staff with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I, th- I believe you're the the lead over the West Valley. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. And uh, Matt's just a stud. And Matt, and I just want to say thanks. Thanks for jumping in on this podcast today. Grateful for the, the work you're doing through FCA, which I want to talk about for just a minute as we get started. And then really just investing in CCV students, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's an honor
2: to be here with you guys. Um, I work with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Our team uh, in the West Valley serves 12 districts and 72 schools. So basically everything (laughs) from Central, it's actually even east of that. It's like the Northeast area in Scottsdale PV and then all the way out from uh, anything that's in the West Valley, we, we will go serve out to Wickenburg and, and Tonopah. And <laughs> oh, you, man. You name it, we're probably rolling out there. Our mission is to serve coaches and athletes. The, the vision of FCA is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Mm. So every day we get to go up, wake up, and go serve coaches, serve athletes, serve teams. Um, it's really simple for, for our team. Our, our goals for uh, the current year we're in the second semester of is um, to get out and, and share the gospel and teach others to do the same. Uh, to deliver Bibles. We, we don't think there's any, anything we could do that's more important than giving a Bible to a coach or an athlete, uh, and then to serve, invest in one-on-one discipleship, um, serve, and find any way we can to, uh, to serve coaches and athletes, especially in a time where nobody, you know, if, if there's ever been a time where there's more uncertainty, I'm not sure that we've lived in it, yeah. <laughs> um, but not knowing if there's going to be a game tomorrow, school tomorrow. So it's a great time for us to be walking alongside of coaches, athletes, and teams.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Can you give us just like a snapshot of what God is doing right now, just in your work, through your team, in the lives of coaches and athletes right now? There's a lot. We could probably spend the whole time talking about what we're
2: fortunate <laughs> enough to get to be a part of. Um, you know, we're serving coaches through Zoom Bible studies. There's there's places where we can get involved on campus and serve on campus studies. There's huddles. There's athlete huddles that are meet all over the place. Um, we're involved in team ministry, serving as team chaplains. Uh, we're just thankful. I think uh, the, the the encouraging thing is just to see students and athletes continue to meet in the middle of all this and still hunger for something more, and then hunger for the opportunity to uh, involve those in their campus in in sharing their faith and and advancing the gospel. So there's huddles meeting around the, the the state right now in the schools that are open. Thankfully, we live in the West Valley, and there's there's a few districts that are open in person. So. Right,
1: right. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and just keeping that community going even when teams and seasons and schools shut down, uh, that you're creating that is awesome. Thank
2: you. And the the crazy thing is sports and performance-based identity is hard enough to deal with as it is. Then you add all these other components on with, will we play? Is this going to be another spring season like last year? Uh, I'm just thankful we get to walk alongside and and point to truth and hope um, and and just a reminder that all this stuff that we're in the middle of, it's temporary and that we've got hope and an eternity beyond all this stuff. So,
1: Yeah. Real quick, for just speaking to our coaches who have students in their groups who are athletes and maybe looking to be a part of something like FCA, Uh, real quick, give them some some instruction if they wanted to encourage their student to get involved in FCA who are not currently, how could they do that? Uh, The easiest thing would be to just
2: say, reach out to me or one of our staff. Um, you can go to our website, azfca.org, um, or you can email me really simply, m, uh, as in Matt Palmer, at fca.org, uh, or get in touch with somebody. I, I would say just reach out because we would love to plug in with the right people on campus. Right now, it might be hard to find what's going on. As it's just not normal campus time, but, man, just reach out uh, to any of our staff. Christy Emery, Josh Milner, uh, Dre Rogers, Jesse
1: Hover, Octavius. We've got we've got a team of five waiting waiting for your phone call. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, coaches take advantage of that. FCA is a huge partner for ministry here in the valley with us, and uh, we love FCA. And and Matt, I had lunch with you about a month ago, yeah. Cafe Rio, and just had a we we always have encouraging conversations about just what God's doing, and and specifically, I just listened to you talk about what you and your co-coaches are specifically doing in your small group. And I, I walked away from that and I was just like, Matt, here's the deal. Um, I, I bought lunch, but you have to do a podcast.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a bait and switch right there. 100%. You got suckered in. <laughs> For
2: sure.
1: He told me that day, so I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the topic of our conversation was really just like, hey, what did what you know, what are you doing uniquely with your small group? And I just thought some of the simple things that you were doing uh, were so important for all of our coaches to hear. One of the, we have what we call the coach acronym at CCV, and it really describes the key behaviors that we want in every coach. C stands for connect. O stands for own the circle. A, actively participate, and then we combined the CH for challenge. And you're doing all those things really well, but, but specifically the O, when you talk about owning the circle, uh, you have created a culture of student ownership, not just coach ownership. And I, I really just wanted to just get you in here and let you just talk about what your group is doing and what that is actually looking like for your students. Sure, we've got we've got three other coaches that uh,
2: could easily be here doing what I'm doing. Uh, Rob, Robert, I straight, Matt, Matt Gardner, and uh, Kyle Hillebrand. They're they're awesome. I get to serve alongside those guys. Uh, we we got to a spot. I'm sure majority of the groups have been in this. I'm assuming where you have service, you get to group time, you ask a question or two, and then this happens. We sit, we look, we look look at each other and nobody wants to talk. So then in the absence of just letting it be a a, a blank room with no dialogue or discussion, then a coach jumps in and we end up just talking the whole time. And the kids don't really get much out of the students. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, The students don't get much out of it. So we actually came up with the idea to say, how do we, how do we just engage our, our students to be the facilitators and leaders of the group time? Because we've got to try something different to get more participation. So we had a couple of strong leaders at the time last year that, that have since graduated. Um, and we've got a couple of young, young leaders that, that were in that mix last year that are now seniors. And now we've got a couple more young leaders that are still young leaders and continue the, um, the leadership of the group. But basically, in, in nutshell, as we gave them some, some parameters to lead the discussion, uh, we, we provided them the coach facilitator guide ahead of, ahead of uh, group time. And then ask these guys to lead our our, our group, ask the questions, um, facilitate the conversation, and, and we changed our role from being the ones that were the active drivers of conversation to become the the consultants, the boundaries, the the guardrails, um, and then occasionally we'll we'll chime in. But my goal is to probably talk hundred percent less and and see how long we can stay out of the ring when it gets to discussion time, and let these guys keep driving. And that thing continues to. Uh, continues to grow and guys get more comfortable sharing. And um, yeah, it's really just been empowering some of our leaders to grow as leaders and truly become, you know, one additional step of being a Christ-centered difference maker.
0: Man, it's, uh, before this, you were talking about a specific example, uh, a dude, one of your student leaders who got like all fired up and kind of gotten their faces. And then the, res- the results of that, like just... I love that story. If you wouldn't mind sharing that, sure. So
2: we've been we've been running with this model probably I don't know we're near two of it. We it's been going on for a while, so it kind of just feels like normal now. Uh, we we were second week of January uh, when we came back from from break. Guys were really intentional and and, and vocal about wanting to to move forward. Um, our leaders especially, and so there was it was I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I don't know. Forgive me on the date, but um, <laughs> one of our guys. Um, We were going around the circle saying, okay, what are you going to do different based off of the message, based off the conversation? What are you going to do different this week? And we were probably on on like the fourth or fifth guy that had something to share. And and I I won't name his name, but one of our dudes is like, hey, that's enough. Like you guys come in here every week and you make the same kind of commitments and nothing changes. What are we going to do different? And everybody stopped and they got (laughs) called out by their peer. They didn't get called out by coach or mom or dad or teacher. Um, and the outcome of that was these guys got really, really specific about. Okay, I'm going to find somebody here to meet with outside of church this week that I can get to know better. Because we've been we've been stressing the importance for these guys of having an accountability partner, having other people to talk to that that get it, that have that have the same uh, foundation of faith that you do. Um, so we really encouraged them. And, and so out of that meeting, now these guys these guys started meeting with one or two guys a week, and were probably a month you know a little less than a month down the road but there's been consistency of of guys in the group reaching out to other guys outside of church to meet together to really invest in each other's lives to get to know each other um, to be able to probably realize they've got a lot in common um, and out of that now has come a, a, a student-led uh, Bible study that those guys met last Thursday for the first time and I know our I know our, our coaches like to lead a study as well uh, but these guys didn't wait for the coaches to do it they scheduled their own and last Thursday they went on their own
0: I, I love that. And for a number of reasons, but just the, the difference, if one of you coaches got fired up to the exact same thing, I, I don't believe those results would have been as powerful or long lasting as like peers challenging each other, which is only possible because you've been building this culture and this practice for the last year plus.
1: Yeah. I think oftentimes we, we underestimate the capacity of our students and we feel like we have to be their savior and we actually end up just stunting their spiritual development. So thanks for, thanks for trusting our students and giving them the opportunity to grow. And I, I hope you're hearing that coaches right now. Just uh, y- you are not the savior of your students and don't be the hindrance of them growing by, by you dominating the huddle. Because when students begin to own the circle, that's when spiritual development can really thrive. So, and that's when church gets exciting, by the way, because they actually feel like they own it. It's not something they attend. It's something that they own. So thanks for doing that. Yeah. The other thing that we were talking about is just how you've been challenging the guys in the area of prayer. Can you, can you describe that? Just how that's going in your group?
2: Yeah, um, probably the same time frame when we switched up the, the leadership dynamic. Um, Kyle, one of our coaches, um, instead of us praying as a group at the end, just huddling up, circle up. There's nothing wrong with that. We still do that occasionally. But what we what what he had an idea to do was to um just to, to break the guys out in groups of two and alternate it every week. And so we break out into partner prayers is what what Kyle calls it. And it's really what it is. We're not <laughs> tricking anybody. It's you, you and your buddy praying. But I, I think we all would realize whether whether we have that sort of reservation or a sixteen year old has that reservation to pray out loud. Like and just the reminder, we're praying to the Creator. We're praying to our Father. He knows what we need already. Just this idea that you're not praying, like you, Jared, if you start praying right now, you're not praying to impress me. That's right. Like we're praying to God. So how do we just create that environment where guys can pray together, and it's it's less intimidating to pray with me and you off to the side than it might be for me to pray for the group of twenty. Yep. So um, that's been something where guys at the end of end of end of. Uh, group time they'll get together, they'll pray it up and I don't know what those prayers consist of, but guess what that's not my business like my 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 job I think is to cr- help create an environment where they can start praying It's no different than with my daughter. so I started uh, when i when I got out of corporate America and went into ministry, one of the blessings was I got to take my daughter to school every day yeah one of our 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 things that we started on that on that drive to school every day is we started praying together um and and taking turns praying on the way to school. and so I would pray and then she would pray and at the time she was probably in 6th 7th grade I think it was 7th grade and and so I had to fight this urge as a dad to coach my daughter because my daughter would pray basically say the same prayer every day when it was her turn I could, I could tell you what she was going to pray and, and I, one day I went to go to try to correct her and I started to coach her up on, on right cuz that's what we do yeah no uh, God <laughs> God literally wouldn't let me get the words out of my mouth and he just he just said to me hey let her keep praying you just keep her on this track to keep praying and I'll take care of the rest. And I was like, man, <laughs> I'm going to jack this up. So I think I learned that uh, a handful of years ago, but now it's the same way. Like we don't need to teach these, these students how to pray. We just need to get them praying. And I'm thankful Kyle put that structure together. So um, guys get to to pray with different guys. You get to hear different people pray and you get to learn. And, and that's a, that's a, a, a thing that a, a habit, a practice that, um, it takes time and it just takes some, some vulnerability to do it. And there's no better way to do it with just me and me and a dude.
0: Man, that's so awesome. Uh, if you were to, as we sort of a- approach the end of this, mm-hmm. uh, if you were to challenge all the coaches listening, like what's something they could do this next week or put into place today that'll start to cultivate some of this, what would you challenge them to do? I would, I mean, again, our group, our group of
2: coaches. I don't think we have anything figured out. We've just been trying to find creative ways. So we're not definitely the example of anybody that's doing it better than anybody. We just are, are a bunch of dudes trying trying not to jack it up. Um, I would say keep encouraging. And if you ha- if you don't have your your group leaders leading. I would try to identify a handful of leaders that that have the desire, the intrinsic motivation that they want to do more and, and, and start having conversations about what that looks like. If, if anybody needs help with that, it's really simple. You can ask us for help, but it's really, it really comes down to, hey, do you want to help lead the group discussion? So I'd start engaging your students that way. Um, and this one, <coughs> excuse me, this one came to me this morning. So I'm, I'm thinking about what are we going to talk about today on this podcast? And, uh, I was actually challenged by a message I heard this morning from one of our coaches on a coach's Bible study call. Um, I, I would challenge myself, I would challenge our coaching staff, if you will, on, on our group, and then probably coaches across the, the ministry, of the CCV, is what's your, what's your strategy for praying for your students? Because if I'm just being honest, I pray for my kids when they're top of mind, kids in my group, I pray for my students when when, when I'm there for sure. Uh, Maybe the next day, maybe when you get a text, maybe when something goes wrong and you get a group text that somebody's hurting or dealing with something, that's easy. But what about the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when there's nothing out of the norm going on? So the challenge I've taken out out of this morning preparation is that, you know, as a, as a coach, whatever sport you coach, you got to plan for everything. You got to plan for training. You got to plan for nutrition. You got to plan for lifting. And if you're a Christian coach, we were challenged this morning by, by a guy in the East Valley. Said, what's your plan for praying for your players? I was like, well, I sort of do it maybe kind of here and there. <laughs> Instead of like, if we've got a staff, if, if, if it's, it's our team of four and uh, we've got 20 kids, why not break up that, that list into a group of five? And I take five and you take five and you take five and you take five for the week. And we intentionally spend the week praying for five dudes. So I, I don't know if that's, if that's where we were going or what you're looking for as far as what to do. But I think for me, I'm, I'm, this, is, this could be just the challenge that I needed. It could be not for anybody else but me. But I don't, I don't know if I have a structured like, system or, or methodology for, for consistently praying for our guys. Because in this time— and I share this with our staff at FCA frequently. The last thing I think any of us want to do is miss somebody that we we could have seen. Like it, it, with schools shut down and some sports not going on, I've, I've, it's been really really on my heart to make to how, how are we going to be so detailed with everything we do that we don't miss a coach that we don't miss an athlete because you just never know what people are walking through right now. So in this in this season that we're in, I think uh, the takeaway for me is really how do we how do we become a little more disciplined, detailed on how we're praying for our, our, our guys and girls.
1: It's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, thank you for that challenge. And thanks for saying yes to this podcast. Thanks for saying yes to being a coach in our ministry. Uh, appreciate what you're doing and coaches, uh, let's all keep getting better. Uh, we say it every time. We know that when the coach gets better, the whole student ministry gets better. We'll see you next month.